Hello and welcome to today's Feldenkrais lesson. Uh, the lesson today will be done mostly lying on the back, so please find a comfortable surface to lie down. And if you'd like to have something behind your head, go ahead and, and find that, a cushion or uh, a phone book or whatever is available. And there will come a part in the lesson uh, a little later on where I might suggest that you remove that, but you're welcome to have it to start out. So to begin, notice the contact of your back with the floor, and you might have your legs long or standing as you prefer. And now bring your attention to the contact of your pelvis with the floor. And do bend your knees and stand your feet so the, the soles of your feet are on the ground and your knees are pointing toward the ceiling. And then come back to that contact of the pelvis and also the low back, sensing what's the relationship of the low back to the floor. Is there a little bit of space there? And begin to do a movement that I call pelvic rocking. So that's taking the low back a little bit away from the floor, a little accentuating the arch there, and then flattening it into the floor. And see if you can find a rhythm doing this movement, a slow rhythm, feeling what's happening in the low back. what's happening uh, in the hips, the hip joints, as the pelvis rocks. And really, you can check in almost anywhere in yourself and see how does the movement resonate here? What about the soles of the feet? Are they involved? Or what about the back of the head? Can you feel some movement in the head from rocking the pelvis. And you're just looking for a quality of movement that's sort of rhythmic, uh, where your attention stays present in the movement. Many people find that this can be a very soothing movement, this pelvic rocking, especially if it's paired with a kind of uh, smooth, even, and uh, mindful breathing. What about the relationship of your chin to where your two collarbones meet at the top of your chest? 
do you have a feeling that the chin gets a little closer and a little further away from that area, depending on which part of the pelvic rocking you're at? And if this pelvic rocking doesn't feel smooth to you or if it's hard to find a rhythm, you might do a little less, find a smaller portion of it to do, and really uh, attend closely to well, when does it become sticky or when does it become jumpy, the movement. Do you find you using one leg more than another to help stabilize or propel the movement? Does it feel different on one side of your back than the other? All of these things can be really uh, rich information about how you habitually use yourself. Okay, and then just pause for a moment and take a rest. Okay, and bend your knees and stand your feet again if, if you let them go long. And this time, instead of rocking the pelvis in both directions, just do the direction where you flatten your low back against the floor and then just come back to a neutral place and flatten it again. See, does it feel like your low belly falls back toward the floor a little bit? Like your, your front becomes more concave, like a, um, like a bowl. And now start to feel if you round your low back into the floor, and you might also feel that your tailbone then starts to curve away from the floor a little bit. What if you continued to push through your feet a little more? Could you start to raise your uh, sacrum and even your whole pelvis up off the floor and then set it back down? Try that a few times, just feeling, how do I continue this movement, pushing through the feet and maybe especially through the heels to lift first just the tailbone, but then the pelvis slightly up into the air and back down. Okay, and then pause and take a rest. So at this point, I'd like to put in um, a couple of, of uh, guides, uh, a couple of tips. So if you sense that to lift your pelvis any higher would be 
painful or would be compromising for your spine, then uh, don't do any more. Just continue to play with rocking the pelvis and maybe gently lifting the, the sacrum, the tailbone, and setting it back down. And there's uh, plenty of uh, value in, in those movements alone. Um, if it's comfortable for you, then in a moment we're going to proceed with lifting the pelvis higher uh, and, and then starting to lift the spine in this chain-like fashion. Um, if you have something behind your head, now might be a good time to take it out so that as your weight rests higher on your spine, it doesn't end up um, closing the angle at the back of your neck. And uh, likewise, if you get partway up your spine and then feel like going a little further would be too much, you can stop at any point and just review um, the amount that you've done, and there's a lot of value in that. Okay, so begin again to round the low back into the floor and lift the tailbone and then the pelvis. And now the key to doing this, uh, this movement in, a, in the Feldenkrais way and to really um, gaining differentiation in the spine and also strength from it is see if you can lift your spine uh, one vertebra at a time or in as small of segments as you can feel at a time. So if you think of the spine as being like a chain made out of links and the links are the vertebrae and there's over 20 of them so it's a long chain. Each time you lift your pelvis could you lift one more vertebra and then set it back down at the same rate that you picked it up. And when you set your pelvis back down, when you get back down, make sure and release the work so that you're not constantly working in your legs, but that you release the work, take a breath, and then begin again to lift the pelvis. And however many vertebrae you're, you're at. You can continue to explore this while I um, keep talking. So. The reason for trying to think of one vertebra at a time or small chunks is that often we have muscular habits around the spine that sort of glue parts of the spine together. So whole sections of the back or in some cases even the whole back of the whole spine has to move together and that deprives us of this differentiation that can be really useful in terms of twisting, uh, bending over, all kinds of uh, different daily movements in daily life. And it also, it, it, it can compromise strength because instead of asking a muscle to do work at a certain moment when it's appropriate, we're asking the muscles to work all the time because we've, we've gotten used to um, 
them being in a fixed position. So if when you lift your pelvis, you can feel, oh, there are, there are sections in my back that are like this, that where the muscles really hold it all together and it has to lift all at once. That's okay, that's really common, and you can just notice it and play around the edges of that. How can I, um, how could I try to lift a smaller section, or can I, can I at least be aware of which sections um, seem to have this muscular habit in place? Okay, you're always welcome to rest on your own and then come back to the movement when you're refreshed physically and when your attention is refreshed. And also pay attention to what kind of work does this movement ask for in the legs, in the thighs, hamstrings, and in your buttocks muscles. If we think biomechanically, well, what's happening as you push through the feet and through the heels, let the tailbone curl away from the floor? What if you have a sense that your knees move away from you or that the area between your knee and the front of your hip joint gets a little longer as you lift the pelvis? You may notice that there are areas of your spine that take your weight quite comfortably as you roll up the spine, and others that feel uh, less comfortable, like, oh, maybe there's an old injury there, or there's something there. And it's up to you to decide whether it's safe for you to take your weight on that spot or whether you should stay below that. If it is comfortable for you, you can eventually make your way all the way up to having your weight at the base of your neck. Okay, good, and take a rest. With your legs bent and your feet standing, just begin to take your knees a little bit side to side. And feel how this asks the pelvis to do movement in the horizontal plane, so instead of that rocking up and down. Now the weight of the pelvis shifts left and right. And you might feel, depending how far you take your knees, 
you might feel that twist move up your spine and into the rib cage a little bit. Okay, and now go back to the pelvic rocking motion. Not lifting the pelvis now, but that basic movement of arching and flattening the low back. Or alternatively, curling the tailbone away from the floor when the low back rounds backward and kind of going in the direction of planting the tailbone in the floor when the low back arches. And go back to that basic movement. Do it less than the full range you could. Do maybe half of the amount you could do, but paying really close attention to it. Finding a rhythm again. And see if you can keep your breathing smooth and even as you do this. And can you continue to picture and sense all of those vertebrae even doing this smaller movement? How does the movement connect through all of your vertebrae, even when it's only the, the vertebrae of the low back that are more actively moving? Okay, and take your time staying with that quality of attention to yourself and your movement and come onto your side and then to sitting and standing. And as you come onto your feet, sense yourself, just notice, well, what's it like to be back in the vertical again? In particular, how does your spine feel? And if you begin to walk around, take a few steps, then notice how does your spine feel in movement? And where is your head in relation to your spine? Is it a little bit forward? Is it right on top? Is it a little bit back? What does it feel like if you walk as, as best you're able with your head stacked directly above your pelvis?
If you have a chair or a stool or something nearby, go have a, a seat on that. And in sitting, just do a few movements of that arching and rounding the low back. You'll need to sit on the edge of the chair or on a stool if you're doing this, not leaning back against the back of the chair. And feel what it's like to take the low back forward and then round it backward in sitting. What happens to your head as you do that? Can you feel the soles of your feet on the ground like this now in a sitting posture? Okay, so that'll be the end of the lesson for today. Um, this lesson is often called uh, the spinal chain, and uh, I recommend that you come back to it and try it again, um, especially if you're looking to undo those kinds of muscular habits in how you hold your spine, or if you've exercised and you think there's um, some extra tension in your muscles, it can be a good one, or just any time to clarify uh, the relationship between the hip joints, the pelvis, and the spine. Um, it can really be an invaluable lesson that adds um, strength and range of motion to your life over time. Okay, thanks very much.